All right, welcome on to the Internal Show. Episode 23, I said that last week, but it was episode 22 last week. It was a 23 this week. Um, Thursday, December 28th, 11.18 a.m. Um, recording at home, so I'm like low-key whispering or like talking quietly because I don't really need the entire family to know I have a podcast, so then they go listen to it and I can't swear anymore. Um... But yeah, pack show today. Vikings are low key done, low key cooked. Um, the, actually, some concern for the Wolves for the first time in a little bit. But um, yeah, a lot to get to. We'll go through the NFL games, playoff pictures, sort of solidifying a little bit. Um, yeah, or well, let's get started. Um, Vikings lost again. 30 to 24 to the Lions. Um, at home, said the said on the last pod that the Vikings are going to need two of three to finish the year, um, which means beating the Lions once. Would have preferred to have that taken care of at home instead of having to beat them week 18 on the road. Although they might have nothing to play for, so that could be a s- sneaky win for us there. Um, but yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll get to that, I guess. Not a good game. It felt like we were always kind of in the game, but it sort of felt like we were always going to lose the game. Um, had a little bit of a chance at the end, but the because we got a couple stops on defense, but then a, you know a fourth Nick Mullins pick sort of. Um, soiled those chances um it's hard to win football games when your quarterback throws four interceptions it just is um nick mullins is Jameis winston in a different jersey and looks different he just throws a lot of a lot of yards a lot of picks hopefully a couple touchdowns mixed in but yeah um really let it rip and to the tune of 411 yards and four interceptions you know kind of awesome but Obviously, it's hard to win with that. <laughs> um, defense did not look great. They kind of marched on us at times. Um, put together a couple of stops at the end, as I mentioned, that almost sort of got us in the picture. But uh, it is also hard to play defense when you turn the ball over four times. I mean, that's really the story of this game. Is It always fell out of reach just because it always felt like we we're going to turn the ball over and then consistently turn the ball over and got ourselves in short fields and all this stuff defense played i mean as i said not great but they're like the task they had against a good offense and consistently after turnovers short fields short rest um it's just a tough sort of task um we look he got gashed in the running game um 143 yards and they pounded it a lot. Um, so, is what it is. It's an all. It's a loss. Um, I have some notes that'll go through. Jonathan Vilma calling games should be illegal. Um, specifically Vikings games. Um, first of all, he's not good. Like he's not good at the job. Um, there's a lot of mistakes from the booth. Not knowing who got the ball after the half. Not knowing what down it is sort of misreading like announcers in the booth always always 
like misread sort of like easy like replay reviews like they'll get it wrong all the time and it's like obvious or like they never actually know which part of the play they're reviewing and then they're like oh they're actually doing that when like i figured it out and most people probably figured it out like five seconds before that i don't it's very weird that like people that are like supposed to be the best at this job like almost they don't always mess it up but they often mess it up and it's like you should never miss it up it's your job um but vilmo and I believe it's Brandon Godden who is with him, but that's total guess. So if I'm just slandering Brandon Godden's name, sorry about that, Brandon. But I think it was him um, who was the play-by-play guy was just, like, not, like, good either. And also, like, how, like, I, I had this complaint about the A-Rod thing. Like, Jonathan Vilma was, like, the number one player involved in the Bounty Gate thing when, like, they tried to kill Brett Favre. And we're just, like... 10 years later we're just like yeah we don't care anymore like i guess it's more than 10 years later like 15 years later we're just like yeah we don't care anymore jonathan was calling vikings games like the number one game in like the bounty gate thing was that nfc championship game against brett Favre and the vikings the number one player involved in that saints team trying to kill people was jonathan Vilma. and obviously um the defensive coordinator has had jobs since then. I forget his name now, but he played or he was with the Browns and the Jets. Oh, I don't remember his name. It's not going to come to me. But anyway, he's had second chances, so I guess. But like, it's like A Rod did steroids and got suspended for 200 games or whatever. And now we're just we just act like we love him now. Jonathan Vilma tried to kill people for money, and now we just act like we like we're cool with him, and he's calling Vikings games. Like, what are we doing? So that was annoying. Um, I have a note here, just got walked down the field the first drive. That first drive from the Lions was, I mean, it was, you don't draw it, you can't draw up a drive any better than that. It was just, just chunk play after chunk play, just moving the ball. Like, if I had a football team, or if my dream football team would, like, have that drive every time they had the ball. Um... Mullen's got to get the ball out quicker. This is a note I made, like, early in the game before he even threw a bunch of picks. He... I used to get mad at Kirk Cousins for, like, not trying a little bit and just taking sacks or just throwing the ball away when, like, anything happened. I no longer am ever mad about that. Nick Mullins thinks he's Patrick Mahomes. There's a little bit of pressure. He's going to run around and throw something crazy. Um, That's who he thinks he is. Usually it would be, like, a disaster. I mean, that happened last week when he, like, threw the pick to, like, the person literally sacking him. Um, that happened this week, two to four picks. And this was even before those happened. I was just, like, trouble's happening. He's got nowhere to go, and he's just, like, doesn't give up. Um, and there's nothing worse than the quarterback. I've probably said it a thousand times. There's nothing worse than the quarterback running around with nowhere, like, no real idea where they're going. Or just running backwards or, like, trying to make something happen when there's nothing there. Just take a sack. Just throw it out of bounds. Or get the ball, like, check it down to um, to Ty Chandler or something. Like, like, just a lot of moments early in the game when I noticed it. And then, obviously, the rest of the game when he's throwing picks. Just get the ball out quicker. Ivan Pace fumble recovery. Cam Bynum on the fumble. Both those guys wail. That's the only note um, there. Another low effort play on the Makai Blackman, or another low effort play from Makai Blackman on the Gibbs touchdown. I don't know if I remember this. And now that I um, I made that note, let me see if I can find the highlight. Uh, 
I remember in the Bengals game. Can we get the highlight? Can we get the highlight? This is great podcasting. Remember in the Bengals game, he had a low effort play um, on the big T Higgins touchdown that everybody remembers. Um, can I get that Jameer Gibbs highlight? On the 14-yard run in the second quarter, that's the one I'm talking about, but I don't know if I can see the video of it. I'm Googling this right now. Jameer, oh, this is great podcasting. Gibbs. This is what happens when you um, watch the game on Sunday and then you record the podcast on Thursday. You kind of forget things. Against Vikings. I just want to see the touchdown. There it is, 14-yard touchdown. We're going on YouTube while I'm potting. Three point Lions lead. Here's Gibbs. Cuts to the outside. Still going into the end zone. Three point Lions lead. Here's Gibbs. Cuts to the outside. Still going into the end zone. Well, Makai Blackman like fell over. I don't know if that was what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Somebody tell me what I'm talking about. <coughs> Unless it was his fourth quarter touchdown. That doesn't feel right, but I'll watch it anyway. That doesn't feel right. No, it wasn't that. I don't know. I must have been just talking about him falling over. There was some something interesting there at one point, but it's gone now. Anyway, I got my eyes on Makai Blackman. I don't know if he tries very hard because there's two weeks in a row where there's a question there, even though what I just said may not make any sense. Um, <laughs> next note is when a dude is sellying at how well he baited you mid-run back, it's not good. So I think this is the first Kirby Joseph pick. When it's a deep pass um, to the left sideline, I believe, to Jordan Addison, but that could be wrong. Um, Kirby Joseph had it the whole way, baited him badly. Nick Mullins took the bait because that's what he does. And then, like, Kirby Joseph picks the ball off, and as he's running back up the sideline, he's, like, being like, oh, I told you so, or, like, celebrating, or, like, look at me, like, Waving his hands, doing some weird shit, some John Walt gang sign shit. Not actually, but um, it's just like it's never good. It's never a good sign. It's not a good sign to um, have your, uh, you know, the guy picking a quarterback off be like, did you guys see that? <laughs> wow, he's literally running the ball back. Um, four picks from Nick Mullins, remember. Um, I wrote down Jefferson is on his fuck it, I'll do it myself shit. Um, this was that one drive that ended in a Jefferson touchdown where he got a catch, got a catch, got a pass interference, got a touchdown catch, I believe is how that went. Um, there's been every game that Jeff, Justin Jefferson has been in, except for the Raiders game probably, there's been a drive where it's just like, yeah, we're going to throw it to every time. Every time, but it's going to work every time, and then all of a sudden we're going to score a touchdown. Just because of that one player. Which is incredible. People are going to be like, why don't we have that literally every drive? I don't know. And I've talked about it here. It probably doesn't work every drive like that. But it's nice to have when it's there. 
it's sort of like you see LeBron take over a game at times. You're like, why can't he do that every single game? It just doesn't work like that. It's a lot to ask to have a player literally take over. Like, like this is completely random, but in the um, in the Raiders Chiefs game, there would be just like obviously the Raiders won, and that was a little bit fluky. But there was like a drive where Travis Kelsey just took over everything. And that was like the touchdown they ended up scoring was on that drive when it's Travis Kelsey catch and run, Travis Kelsey catch and run. Travis Kelsey, I believe it was a pass interference somewhere in there. Maybe there wasn't, but then eventually it touched down somebody else. But it's like that type of thing. Good players can do that, but they can't do it every single time. Uh, that's just not how the sport works. Um, and then... Another note I have is Lions D just focusing on JJ. We have no other options in the second half. That was true. Nick Mullins didn't seem comfortable throwing to anybody else. Well, he seemed comfortable enough for yards, but just sort of lucking himself into some deep completions and then unlucking himself into some bad picks. So just was what it was. Um, we didn't have a lot of sauce going for our offense in the second half um, because they're just like, all right, we'll cover JJ every time. We can't let that drive happen again. And then, yeah. Um, I have a note here. It says pick Mullins. That's that's funny case or Allen. That's a good one. Um, Kirby just Jefferson got another pick. Um, people are mad at him because I guess he put Hawk out for the season and had a big hit on JJ that he ended up getting injured on. I don't. I feel like we're mad because he picked us off twice. I feel like that's why we're mad. I don't know. Like, like, um, when Schmidt calling him like a little bitch, I, I don't know. Like, called him that in the group chat, by the way. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like we're not really mad at him and we don't really even know his name unless he, um, picks us off twice. That's, that's my, and then maybe that's the reason why we're mad at him. I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's my, contribution to Kirby Jefferson discourse um last play on offense for us oh I think it was the last play on offense for us um I think it was there this is the fourth Nick Mullins pick the back breaker the game ender I think it was there I think we had it. I think we're all like, oh, it's another pick. He's so stupid. Blah, blah, blah. But I think it was there. I think he just threw a horrible ball. Like, I think if I was throwing the ball, that's what it would have looked like. But that doesn't mean it wasn't there. I think if he throws another, like, if he throws like an NFL caliber spiral and like an NFL caliber throw, it's there and maybe we win the game. Um, probably do win the game to Justin Jefferson, who we trust to make 50 50 catches. I think it was there. But, again, it was a terrible ball. It was a duck, a quacker, a goose, a loon, if you will. That's funny. Um, but, yeah, it was gone. And after that, I mean, you give – I think it's very easy to attack Nick Mullins on the decision-making because he threw four picks again. But I think that one was right. I think that one was there. And he just didn't throw the ball right, which you don't really expect from Nick Mullins because he has a good arm. 
and he, you know, can kind of huck it deep. But, like, on that one spot, we needed a good throw, and we did not get a good throw. Um, and then this is the next note. Like, immediately after that happened, after they kneel the ball out, whatever, um, they play the Skull Vikings song after a loss. It's the dumbest thing of all time. And it, it, when I... The last Viking games I went, the last Viking game I went to, was a loss to the Packers at home late in the season, and immediately after losing to the Packers, and we got crushed in that game. They started playing the Skull Vikings song, like the Skull Vikings, turn up, just whatever. I don't even know the words because it's dumb. And they played it after a loss at home, which is like. It's the dumbest thing of all time. Why are you playing it after a loss? Like, nobody wants to hear that. Just let us be silent and walk out of the stadium. Don't play the stupid song. Like, it's actually so embarrassing. Um, but, yeah. Playoff-wise, it's not looking good. We lost our... We officially lost our playoff spot. We've been hanging on to, like, the sixth and the seventh seed in the NFC for a number of weeks now. Um... We're now officially the eight seed, the Raiders, not the Raiders, the Rams have the six seed at eight and seven. And Seattle has the seven seed at eight and seven with tiebreaker loss to the Rams. Um, so right now, three NFC West teams are making the playoffs. Um, we play Green Bay next week, which they're going to be without Jair Alexander because of. He was being stupid, but we're going to be without TJ Hawkinson. We're going to be out DJ Wadham for the rest of the year with those guys. So, <coughs> yeah, so I don't know. Had to pause. Jim came upstairs. Um, Loon Jim, that is. Um, <coughs> what was I saying? Oh, package me without Zary Alexander. And if we beat the Lions in Detroit, when hopefully they're resting players because they already wrapped the division and the three seed, which I think is probably the case, then I see a path. I see a path. We have to beat those backers, though. We have to beat them. Um, but I guess we'll talk more about that. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, will we beat the Packers? I don't really like our chances. I think our offense is fine enough but losing hawk hurts but the packers defense is really bad i think it's a close game and do i trust nick mullins or jordan love more in the fourth quarter i feel like i trust jordan love more unfortunately um it is at home so that's cool we're technically we're favored by two points so you know we win that game. I think it's possible. Season completely on the line between both, both like, will we make the playoffs and will we have a better season than the Packers all comes down to this game, essentially. Um, and then we just have to beat the Lions, probably not playing Jared Goff in week 18. That's, I mean, it's a real, it's a, I forgot about the Lions rest, potentially resting starters thing. We have a real chance to make the playoffs. Does that mean anything? It absolutely does not because our team is bad. We're going to get killed by whoever we play. But I think there's a real chance. Um, probably need help from the Rams and the 
um, Seahawks, but I don't feel like the Seahawks are very good. The Rams are pretty good now that Stafford is back. But um, let me just check. Lions have clinched the division. They're not going to be the five seed. They could be the five seed. We know they can't be. Clinching the division that guarantees them the three seed. Because Tampa Bay is not going to beat them. So they're guaranteed the three seed. Do they have the two seed to play for? Potentially. Which we'll see. Is there any real benefit between playing Tampa Bay and Dallas? You want to play Tampa Bay, so there's no reason to. Wait, that's not how it would work. They would play Dallas or the Rams, depending on the two or three. I don't know. I think there's potential for starter resting in Week 18 for the Lions, and that might be our ticket to the playoffs. Um, losing Hawk and Wanham really hurts. Um, Hawkinson is one of two really reliable targets. Well, that's not true. We have pretty good targets. But very reliable target um, has been really good for most of the season. He had drops early in the year, but he's been really good at tight end for most of the season. Did you want him as one of two reliable players? Um, <laughs> reliable pass rushers for us. Deal Hunter, obviously, defensive player of the year type season. DJ Wanham has been pretty, pretty darn good opposite of him. Um, no, there's a little bit of a question mark there. There was that one guy. I don't know. I, I should know his name, but he was decent box score. I think he had, uh, let, me, let me find it. Let me find it. Um, I don't know ball. Pat Jones, that's his name. Had a really good game against the Lions. So maybe he slides back in there. I don't know. Um, all right, that's the Vikings. Let's get into the rest of the games. Um, probably the biggest game of the weekend was the Dolphins and Cowboys game. Um, let me just, I just gotta pull these up real quick. The, well, Niners and Ravens and Dolphins, Cowboys are two of the biggest games of the week. Dolphins beat the Cowboys 22-20 to 20, um, in Miami on Sunday afternoon. Um, a little bit of a weird game in that, like, all the offenses looked good. Like, I was watching this, like, we had just watched the Vikings game against the Lions, whatever that was, sort of weird. And then all the frustration, the picks, the what's going on, the we lost again, people got hurt, like, just, like, I hate NFL football. And then, like, Dolphins and Cowboys showed up. We're throwing deep pass at Tyree Kill on, like, a two-step drop, and I'm like, well, this is... And completing them, and I'm like, this is sick. Like, this is when NFL football is. And then somehow, they just never scored touchdowns. Like, I was like, this game rocks. Like, this is what NFL football is supposed to be like. Dynamic. CeeDee Lamb, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Dak, Tua, like, all that stuff. And then it ended up, like being a lower scoring game than our game was which is crazy um so a little weird uh the hunter lipke fumble at the goal line probably cost the cowboys a game so that's tough for the ndc bison right there but um jason sanders had like 350 yarders and like seven total field goals that's a lie probably like five total field goals um and that was like it it was one touchdown, or oh, two touchdowns. Um, 
three touchdowns. I lied. What am I doing? The Dolphins had one touchdown. The Cowboys had two touchdowns. And then the Dolphins just field goal them to death, and that was pretty much it. Um, two was good. The Dolphins are good. The defense is good. Um, will they get beat by the Niners if they played each other in the Super Bowl? They probably will. If the Niners even make it there, what happened against the Ravens? Will they get beat by the Ravens? I think, I don't know. I just really don't know. I think the Dolphins are a really good football team. I think they've played defense pretty well in a way that they didn't at the beginning of the year. Um, they still have that loss to the Titans. That's sort of weird, but um, we'll see. I think I, I feel good about the Dolphins. It's at least a team that's exciting to watch the playoffs. Uh, sort of anything can happen. Um, I think the Cowboys are still really good, too. I think both these teams are really solid NFL teams. Um that are relatively complete and we saw that with some of the sort of offense explosion but then also on both sides the defense sort of bending and not breaking um i have a number of notes that from this game because it was like the only game on my tv for a little bit um and i just jotted some things down i hate the fourth and short deep pass it's so dumb it's so stupid um i love mike mcdaniel but this is like a, that type of coach type of thing to do where it's like oh it's fourth and one like, we're going to throw it deep because they won't expect it. They expect it at this point. And if you miss, then you turn the ball over at, like, the 40. Like, on third and one, it's one thing because you can always go for it or you can always punt and not lose that field position. But there was, like, a fourth and five, and they, like, threw it 40 yards down the field. And I was like, what are we – like, this is so stupid. It's so dumb. I think it – like, I think sometimes coaches get, like, ahead of themselves and try to be, like, too smart. Just – throw it beyond the sticks and get six yards for a first out like that. Like you can't tell me Tyreek Hill can't get loose for a seven yard game. Like he can, I've seen it. Um, if you get the ball in space, it's hard to tackle him without him scoring, to, you know, going 10 yards. So just do that. Don't throw it 40 yards down the field because you're going to try to trick him and score a touchdown. It's just, I, it's so stupid. It's one of my like pet peeves with NFL football these days. Um, the next note, is it like a thing to pretend to shoot up the crowd when you score? I think I don't remember who just did that, but I feel like a lot of like a lot of people did, are doing that these days. Like I think like Justin Jefferson pulled out a gun in his gritty for his touchdown, and then I think there were like a couple other like at least two other players that did it um, on Sunday, and then John Morant did it in the <laughs> basketball game like on Tuesday or something. So uh, it's. Obviously, John Morant is, like, his own thing, but, like, it's, it's a thing to pretend to just, like, commit a mass shooting in, and shoot up the crowd. Like, that's a, becoming a thing, which is cool, I guess. I don't know. Like, the Gritty was a thing, that one, like, a weird dance thing that the—I don't even know how to describe it. The, like, like floating thing where you, like, float, and, you like, it looks like you're floating in the air. Like, that's a thing. Like, that's cool. And apparently now it's a thing to, like, be a school shooter at the crowd. So I, whatever, you know, whatever the kids want. But, um— yeah, no, that's weird. Um, I wrote down crazy going stand to start the Miami Dallas game. There's no way that Tony Pollard shouldn't have scored that. There's no way. Like, if it comes out in two months that Tony Pollard was betting on the game, again, I'm not saying that he was, but if it comes out in two months that he was betting on the game, they're going to show that clip. Uh, they're just going to show that clip. I, I saw, I think it was the speed option or triple option. Deck makes the exact correct read presses RB on the Xbox controller 
or LB or whatever it was, LB on the Xbox controller makes the read to the flip option. Tony Pollard gets it, or you're like, all right, that was the part of the play that needed to happen. Once the option, like the right decision is made in the option, like this is an obvious touchdown. And then he just got tackled. Like there was somehow his, all his momentum went nowhere. And he didn't like angle it to the sideline and just sneak in the pylon. He tried to run somebody over and he got run over <laughs> by a DB. Like how did it even ha- Like actually, how did that even happen? Um, and then Hunter Lipke fumbled and that's probably the game in the first drive. It was a two point game and there's a flip of seven points on that, on that two place scenario. So that's crazy. Um, and again, the type of thing where you cannot make a lot of judgments about the team because super close game flipped on one play um, or two plays there. But yeah, um, I was a particularly ma- I'm kind of a Dolphins fan now that I live in Miami, so I guess I was cheering for them. I wrote down this note: um, bullshit roughing call, and Dak is a massive pussy loser for manipulating it. This is the one that was called on um, Miami, like either way backed up or, like, in the end zone. Um, I think he was in the end zone where... Oh, I forget his name. It's, like, Jenkins or something. Number 94 for the Dolphins. Played at Clemson. Don't remember his name. Um, he tackled... He sacked Dak or, like, hit him at right after Dak threw. Um, and... As he's going down, he's lifting up his arms, like trying to lift off of Dak to not get the roughing call because he knows that he made a good play. He does not want the penalty. Like he did all he could. Dak grabbed the back of his helmet and pulled him with him. And then it was a roughing call, 15 yard penalty, personal foul. And all of a sudden they're like not backed up anymore. Eventually it didn't matter and they punted. Um, but like that was dumb. That was, I was like kind of big mad at Dak for like, knowing that the roughing call was possible and grabbing the helmet to make sure he couldn't get off him. Like, it's crazy. I don't even know if it was an intentional grab, but it was just a horrible call. There was also another horrible call against Michael Parsons on Tua. So, like, it balanced out, and I think the Dolphins scored on that drive. So, like, whatever. But um, at that moment, I was very mad. Um, that's all I know to have there for that game. Really good game between really good teams. I think both teams are going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Both probably going to be the three seed, maybe. No, the Dolphins should be the two seed, shouldn't they? Um, yeah, that, that uh, clinches the AFC East for the Dolphins, which there's some talk about the Buffalo sneaking in there. Um, that did not happen. All right. We'll go to the next big game. Um, Niners and Ravens. I didn't watch this game because I was um, doing family things because it's Christmas. Um, this is a big-time result. Um, I think it goes against a lot of what we thought of San Francisco for most of this year and um, really a big feather in the cap for Baltimore not only winning a game against a good team but really, really putting a good team away. Um, after things went weird, like they started out with a safety because – the referee tripped Lamar Jackson. Like, things started off bad. <laughs> and then um, Ravens were like, yeah, I don't I don't actually care. Like, we're going to win by, like, 20. Not by 20, by 14. Um, 
and yeah, again, I haven't watched much of the game, but um, heard some things. Um, Brock Purdy had the had the pick the pick Mullins stat line of four picks. So um, I've complained about Brock Purdy on this podcast winning the MVP. There's been a lot of discussion since that happened about Brock Purdy. Um, I'm not saying I started the discussion. I surely didn't. But um, people have been talking about whether Brock Purdy deserves the MVP, whether Dak deserves it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we, I, my take was that he doesn't. Like, if you know ball and you watch football, you realize Trent Williams is more important to this team. Debo Samuel is more important to this team. George Kittle is more important to this team than Brock Purdy is. So you don't just give it to the quarterback because it's a good offense. Um, not that he was bad or not deserving of, you know, praise for being who he was, but like it was not a quarterback thing on this team. And I was right. Everybody who agrees with me is right. Um, I think Cam Newton had a big take that he's a game manager. Yeah, he's right. I mean, and then he didn't game manage this game because he threw four picks. It cost him the game probably. Um, The other takeaway is that the Baltimore defense is is legit. It's it's so real. Um, yeah, and they're scary. Again, I don't want to talk too much more about this game because I didn't watch it. I'll just be talking out of my ass. But um, let me just say I was right about the Brock Purdy thing. Um, I don't think it's a concern long term because I think Trent Williams was out at certain points and certain things were going on. But um, but yeah. Or just a dominating game from the from the Ravens against a team that they where they were nearly a touchdown dog, six and a half dog, in San Francisco or in Santa Clara, I guess. Um, ended up winning by fourteen. The Ravens are real. And Lamar Jackson's probably going to be the MVP. I don't know if that makes sense. There's really no MVP this year, but I mean, I think it should be Tyreek Hill to be honest. Um, but. Lamar Jackson is currently the favorite, and it's going to change next week, and we're all going to freak out about it next week. Um, anyway, let's get the rest of the games. So those are two big games from the from the week, other than the Vikings game, obviously. Um, Thursday Rams Saints. That's a week ago now. Um, <clears throat> feels like a long time ago. Um, the Rams were bet like the Rams are low key pretty good, especially in offense right now. Um, Nobody's really been talking about them because they're, like, not. They kind of disappeared for five weeks in the middle of the season when Brett Rippon was playing. But since Matthew Stafford's come back and even before he got hurt, he has been, like, good. He's been good, good. Like, like good. Like, not, oh, Matthew Stafford, pretty good player. He's been, like, a really good quarterback. Like, accuracy, every ball, like, just kind of tearing defenses apart. Um 24 of 34, 328 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, took one sack for a loss of three. Like, and it's just been week to week to week with this. Um, with not a great offensive line, um, pretty good running game, but pretty good running back. But, um, and he's got a lot of uh, options, seeming wise. But um, he's been really good. And so, like, that's the type of thing where it's like, all right, the Rams are. We're kind of mid for most of the season, but they're making the playoffs. They're just a better team than the Vikings right now. They're a better team than the um, Seahawks, a better team than the Saints, obviously. The Saints had, like, one option, and that was, like, or two options, really. It's Camara, and then, like, we're going to throw it deep to uh, 
number 22, who was literally on my fantasy team, whatever, I forget his name. Um, Rahid Shahid, they had one bomb to him, which is like, all right, cool. The rest of the offense is pretty disgusting in a bad way. Um, but Pat, or I just said Patrick Mahomes. It's, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes on the mind. Matthew Stafford has always been good. He's still good. We need to respect Matthew Stafford. But, um, yeah. Steelers, Steelers beat the Bengals 34-11. to George Pickens um, with the uh, revenge game against the media, I guess. Everybody called him a bum because he wasn't trying very hard. Or he had that one play where he wasn't trying very hard. On Jalen Warren should be touchdown. Um, he had four catches for nearly 200 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> it was an incredible game. Um, he had... Um, Rudolph had 290 yards passing. What the hell? Um, George Pickens had 195 of those yards. So beyond... Um, Beyond Pickens, Rudolph had less than... Why can't I remember Rudolph's first name? M- Mitch, Michael, Matthew, Mark. It starts with an M. Mason, there it is. There it is, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Just kept being like Rudolph, Rudolph. It's Mason Rudolph. Um, he had less than 100 yards passing other than George Pickens. And George Pickens had 195 yards. And two touchdowns. So uh, Mason Rudolph owes like his entire game to George Pickens and kind of vice versa, obviously. But um, yeah, Jake Browning three picks turned back into a pumpkin. Um, still a lot of yards. So like maybe he's just the next, um, the next Nick Mullins. But you know, he isn't who he played last week. I guess. Well, he probably is, and we just suck. But. Um, Low-key Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs, which is so stupid. Um, let me check the standings. They're 8-7, and seven, um, which, like, a lot of teams are 8-7, and seven, to be fair. Indy's 8-7, and seven, Houston's 8-7, and seven, Pittsburgh's 8-7, and seven, Cincinnati's 8-7, and seven, and just lost a tiebreaker um, to Pittsburgh. So, Pittsburgh's currently the ninth seed, but if they win twice against the Seahawks, who are not very good, and the Ravens, who will be resting players... Pittsburgh could be in the playoffs, which I guess I don't trust them to do that because they're just not a very good football team, but, like, they might. Losing to the Patriots really hurts right now because they should no business losing that game, and although the Patriots are kind of back, low-key, but um, they had no business losing that game, and now it's going to probably keep them out of playoffs, but um, they're not going anywhere regardless. Neither are the Bengals, even if they sneak in. It's sort of a crapshoot who makes it out of that AFC North, obviously, other than the Ravens. Um, Bengals play the Chiefs and the Browns to finish, so they're probably losing both of those, I would think. The Chiefs are who knows right now, but um, they're seven-point favorites of the Bengals. So, um, yeah. Bills Chargers. Um, I, like, chose not to watch this game. Actually, that's not true. It was on, like, Peacock, and I couldn't watch it or something like that. Was that what happened? Yeah, it was on Peacock, and I tried to watch, but couldn't. Um, and I wasn't that upset because, like, 
it wasn't going to be a good game. The Bills have been playing really well. The Chargers have been playing really, really poorly. And then it was a two-point game. <laughs> and Josh Allen had to make a drive to get a field goal at the end of the game to win the game. Um, and he did that. This is the type of game that, like, the Bills have been playing all year where it's like, okay, they're good. We know they're good. We know Josh Allen's good. They've been playing well. Stephon Diggs is briefly happy, and then all of a sudden we just put up a stinker against a bad team. And in the case of the earlier games this year, they've lost those games. This time they put up a stinker against a bad team and still won. But, like, so, like, that helps. The Bills are 9-6. and six. They're going to make the playoffs right at this point. Um, They close against the Bill or the Patriots who, despite the Patriots being kind of back, they should win those game, that game, although they lost earlier in the year to the Patriots and then the Dolphins. So, like, they should win at least one of those. Probably lose to the Dolphins, I think. But they actually could be. Like, they could beat to the Dolphins and they could beat the... They, they could beat the Dolphins and they could lose to the Patriots. That's just who the Bills are right now. Um, but, yeah. I think they're still making the playoffs and they might get boat raced in the playoffs and they might boat race everybody. Who knows? But, yeah. Um, we got to go back to the games. Browns-Texans, Joe Flacco is him. Um, <clears throat> really impressive game from Joe Flacco. I have been very surprised that he's been anything close to competent. Um, and he hit Amari Cooper for the tune of, like, 250 yards and a couple touchdowns, which is incredible. Um. I think 300 yards plus for him, 368 yards from Flacco, 265 to Amari Cooper for two touchdowns on 15 targets. That's just a crazy stat line. The fact that Joe Flacco is providing a wide receiver that stat line in 2023 is rather shocking to me. Um, also, Houston is really bad without C.J. Stroud. But I guess we kind of knew that, but like bring my boy back. Like, get get well soon, CJ. I miss you. Um, Cleveland is really good, even though they, they've been hit really badly by injury. But they're a really well-built football team that if they get decent quarterback play, and Joe Flacco is currently providing that, then they're, like, good. They're good. Like, I've been, I, this entire year I've been like, Cleveland is an ant team that's going to make the playoffs. They're 10-5, and five, and they're, like, winning games comfortably with Joe Flacco at quarterback and their defense is like as legit as legit could be. So like they're going to I don't think they're Super Bowl caliber but they're going to potentially spoil a fun team that we are like oh maybe Super Bowl dark horse they're going to beat that team and we're going to like oh shit the Cleveland Browns we forgot. That's what's going to happen. Commanders and Jets and nobody cares. But <clears throat> the Commanders blew, or no, the Jets blew an incredible lead. Sam Howell's done. You can't, you, you can't, um, once you bench a quarterback, it's over. I think that's my opinion, and I'll have to look, like, historically on that, maybe write up an article about it once, because uh, I'm quitting music. Um, but I have a feeling that once you bench a quarterback, it's done. And so, like, when Mac Jones was benched a couple years ago and they kept going back to him, like, it was no point. He was done. Once you bench him, you're done. Um, they bench Sam Howell. He's done. He's not the guy. You don't get benched if you're the guy. It just doesn't happen. 
like in terms of a development thing, I feel like that has never worked. I can't think of one example. I'm sure they, they exist where a guy's been benched and then became like really good. I don't think it happens. Geno Smith maybe, but like, is he really good? No, he's like fine. And he wasn't benched by that team. So, you know, um, speaking of Geno Smith, Seahawks beat the Titans. Congrats Seahawks. Like they're not good. Um, Titans aren't, but, um, Seahawks have seven seed written all over them right now, but I don't think they're very good. And if they make the seven seed, they won't win. Um, they face the Steelers. That's a big um, loser of this. Seahawks and Steelers, even though they're in different conferences, a loser of that game is going to be out of the playoffs and deserve to be out of the playoffs, probably. The winner of that game is going to be very likely in the playoffs and not deserve to be in the playoffs. So it's a big... Um, fraud bowl even though they're one of them is for sure probably in the playoffs after that because <laughs> one team will be nine and seven after that game which is crazy um seahawks cardinals that's a dub so seahawks could be 10 and 7 if they beat steelers and then they're in the playoffs so that's fun i guess um packers panthers we touched on it a little bit i just skipped over colts falcons that was on accident i don't care Colts are going to have to beat the Texans. That's all I really have to say. Colts beat the Texans, I believe it's this week, and that's a huge playoff implication game. Anyway, Falcons suck. Who cares? Um, Packers-Panthers. The Packers beat the Panthers by three points, and the Panthers are very, very bad. Um, I th- And there's a Romeo Dobbs catch that shouldn't have been a Romeo Dobbs catch that makes a really big difference in this game. And by and I've mentioned this on this podcast before. Every Vikings fan knows this, but the Packers get just like like sucked off by the refs, like more than any team in the National Football League. I believe that as a fact. I don't have the stats to back it up. I will look for them hopefully at some point, maybe at the end of the season. But they get just gifted wins more than any other team in the NFL. It's insane how it works. I it's insane. There seems to be every week there's another there's a play where it's just like obviously a wrong call in favor of the Packers. It happens every week. Happened again this week. Um let that not distract from the fact that the Packers defense <coughs> is <clears throat> especially in the secondary is all time bad and they're losing Jerry Sounder. Um and I mean, Bryce Young has not at any point looked like a first-round pick in this entire year. Certainly not looked like the number one overall pick. He went for 23-36, 312 yards, and two touchdowns against the Packers. Is it a coming-out party for the number one pick, and it's like, oh, he's finally who we thought we were? Or are the Packers really bad, and they turn everybody into that? Um, I think it's more so that. Um, allowed 34 points to Baker Mayfield last week. And everybody's like, oh, Baker's really good. The Packers are just bad. 24 points to the Giants and Tommy DeVito the week before in a loss. Everybody's like, oh, Tommy DeVito has arrived. What a great story. His agent is the, like hot in the streets. He's wearing suits, whatever. The Packers just have a really bad defense. They created Tommy DeVito. All of Tommy DeVito comes from the Packers just sucking. 19 points to the Chiefs. That's where they're like, okay, what's going on with the Chiefs? But we'll ignore that for a bit. Okay, they haven't actually been that bad. The last three weeks, they've been really bad. Before that, they've been all right. On that winning streak, they were all right. Need some water.
Nick Mullins tears them up. That's the that's the hope. Justin Jefferson, they can't guard him, especially with Jair out. Jordan Addison, they can't guard him. Um, you know, that's the hope. We need it. We got to have it. Um, the Buccaneers beat the Bucks, or sorry, the Buccaneers beat the Jags, third and twelve. The Jaguars are. I talked about them. I was big on the Jags midseason when they went on that little five-game winning streak, and nobody was talking about it because they played in London a bunch of times. Um, as back as they were, they're so not back now. They're just gone. They're. I mean, it's over. It's not over. They're going to back their way into the playoffs, but it's over. They're going to be like all-time blown out in the AFC playoffs when they get there. Um, which who they who might they play? They're probably going to win the division still, I think. Well, actually, they so might not because Indy and Houston have the same record as they do. They might miss the playoffs, actually. Um, <clears throat> I know Trevor Lawrence is hurt. Um, but this Jake's team is, like, really, really not good. And Trevor Lawrence is playing really not well. And I know he's hurt. Like we had the whole he's out for the season. Wait, never mind. He's still playing thing. So he's probably like still really hurt. But my take at Trevor Lawrence not being a top 10 quarterback is, you know, it's aging like wine at this point. Um, I should at some point do all the takes I got wrong because I feel like I flex all the takes I get right a lot. And that's probably annoying. But um, so I maybe say all the takes I got wrong. Um, unfortunately, Jordan Love being the 42nd best quarterback in the league is probably one of those takes I got wrong. Um, but yeah, they're not, they're really not playing well at Jacksonville. I think they've lost four straight. They have lost four straight and they're all to four competent teams. The Bucks probably the least competent of all those teams. And unfortunately the Bucks beat them by the most. So, um, I think they're kind of cooked. They face the Panthers next week, which should be a win, unless Bryce Young has turned a corner. And they face the Titans, which should also be a win. So they're probably going to make the playoffs. Probably going to win the division. And that would mean that they play as the four seed. They'd play Cleveland in the Super Wild Card weekend, who they are going to get destroyed by. That's the type of team that was hot at one point in Jacksonville that is just not good anymore versus a team that has never really been hot but is just good in cleveland that's sort of just not a sexy interesting pick but cleveland is just going to kill you that's what's going to happen in jacksonville um if they play each other again i well, still two weeks left stuff could change um the bears beat the cardinals i don't care it doesn't matter the bears are mediocre with a good defense the cardinals are dog shit so that's going to happen um Touched on it a little bit. Patriots beat the Broncos twenty six to three. The Broncos aren't a good football team. Or twenty six to twenty three. Broncos aren't a good football team. But the Patriots are low key, like looking competent and completely ruining the draft stock. By the way, by winning four four games at this point and two in a row, maybe no, not two in a row, but looked decent. Yes, they've now looked decent for three weeks in a row, including two wins, two out of the last three. So. And they could do the funniest thing ever and beat the Bills next week. But um, <clears throat> I think it's Bailey Zappi getting a little more comfortable. He's not the answer, but, like, he can be a competent, like, not even competent, but, like, he can be an NFL quarterback and get a win against a bad team. 
um, with a couple of starts under his belt and not coming in, you know, for the first time type thing. Um, defense is somewhat legit from the from the um, Patriots, I think. Russell Wilson is getting benched by the Broncos, which, as I mentioned, you can't bench a guy and hope he plays ever for you. Like, it doesn't work. I don't think it ever works. Um, and they're paying him many millions of dollars. Like, that big deal he signed hasn't started yet, I don't think. Like, he's still on the deal that he signed with the Seahawks. And then he signed an extension that we haven't even gotten to. So it's another couple years with a bunch of million dollars. I don't know the actual numbers, but it's a lot. And he hasn't even started that yet. And they benched him. And I'm of the opinion that once you bench somebody, you can't come back. Um, and they benched him for, like, who'd they bench him for? I, just like, were they benching him next week or something like that? Who's even the backup? I don't know. But Russell Wilson is gone. He's done. Um, I can't find a backup in two seconds. Just kidding, I can. Jared Stidham, that's right. Like, what are you doing? Like, the rust thing is over if you play Jared Stidham. I, like, it's like four years of millions of dollars just paid to nobody if you play Jared Stidham. I feel like the GM is, like, low-key pissed. Like, he have to make the rust thing work because it's, like, his entire job is riding on it. Um... Because he made the deal. But whatever. Um, would not want to be a Broncos fan right now. Patriots low-key looking up. They're kind of ruining the draft stock. But, like, uh, yeah, they're not looking up. They're not going anywhere. And Bill Belichick's probably got to go. But anyway, um, Raiders beat the Chiefs 20-14. to 14. Um, This was a really weird game. I don't think the Chiefs are as bad as this game would make it look. But... Um, Like, they're not good right now. They're really ju- they're just not a good offense right now. And if we look through the back of through the last few weeks, um, 20 against the Raiders, 27 against the Patriots, 17 against the Bills, 19 against the Packers, 31 against the Raiders, probably the last time they looked con- like good. But that 17 against the Eagles, 21 against the Dolphins, probably before Jalen Ramsey was healthy again. Like, it's just not really... It hasn't been the Chiefs. Um, obviously, the receivers are a problem. Travis Kelsey is older than he used to be, and he's not playing as well as he used to be. He's still good, but he's just not the same guy that they can lean on. And we're like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is doing it without Tyreek Hill. He's not doing it. Like, it's not going well. <laughs> um, Rasheed Rice is not that guy. Kadarius Tony certainly isn't that guy. Um, and also Patrick Mahomes, just like it hasn't looked right, um, especially the past, like, three weeks. Um, and I watch a fair amount of the Chiefs, so um, I know what it did look like, what it used to look like, what it used to feel like, and now it just doesn't feel like that anymore. Um, the fact that they scored two, the Raiders scored two defensive touchdowns on back-to-back Kansas City offensive plays, like that is the reason they the Raiders won this game, Absolutely because it sure as hell isn't Aiden O'Connell in the offense. He didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. But that's also, like, very fluky. So, like, they should have, as bad as the Chiefs looked, they should have won this game 14-7, to as bad as they looked. Or maybe, like, 14-13 to or something. Um, 
Like, that's what should have happened. <clears throat> but instead, two defensive touchdowns for the Raiders, which are still super random and weird. Um, and that's why they lost the game. Also, like, just watching this game, like, weird stuff was happening. Like, the Isaiah Pacheco got hurt, and then the, like, the trainer's table broke. Or, like, we're randomly fumbling. Or we can't get a snap right. Or um, just penalty. Like, he was just weird thing after weird thing for the Chiefs and they ended up losing. Um, he's very, you know, Taylor Swift looks sad after the game. Oh, well. Um, I'm not, <clears throat> I haven't ever been worried long-term about the Chiefs of these sort of weird games this year. I'm at this point, I'm worried. Like, it's just like beyond the weird stuff happening, the offense didn't look good. They didn't move the ball the way the Chiefs usually move the ball. And I just, it's a little weird. It's just, it's worrisome. They're going to be fine. They're going to make playoffs. They're going to have a, you know, a road playoff game for the first time ever for Patrick Mahomes. And we'll see. But, like, it doesn't look right. And they need to invest in the offensive weapons in the draft, probably. Um, all right. Uh, oh, we got to go back to the games. Eagles beat the Giants in a game that should have been not as close as it was. Tommy DeVito got benched. It's over for him. The Eagles are feel very fraudulent at this point. Um, but we all we kind of knew they were going to beat the Giants. Um, but yeah, Tommy. De- I mean, it's over for Tommy DeVito. And this game shouldn't have never been shouldn't have ever been this close. I believe it was 20 to 3 at halftime or something like that. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> my, my my throat. Um, and there was a defensive touchdown for the Giants, which again, like that type of stuff is very, flips the game quite a bit and is always sort of fluky and unpredictable. Um, and then Tyrese, or Ty, Tyrese Taylor, Tyrod Taylor dealt a little bit. It's kind of kind of balled out um like not really but um it never should have been that close and it really wasn't like i don't think the game was really in doubt but um they shouldn't they can't let it get that close and they can't let it get that close against good teams they're gonna be division winners they already won the division um they're gonna be the two seed probably Two or three, based on how Detroit goes, um, or who's mentioned players, who's not. I don't think it, there's a huge difference there. You'd probably rather play the seventh seed than likely the Rams at the sixth seed, but we'll see. Hopefully, they wrap it up. They win next week. Detroit then plays backups in week 18. Hopefully, that happens because there's nothing to play for. Really hoping for that. Very happy now that the two seed does not get a second or the first round by because that means that Detroit would play for that. Maybe they won't now. <clears throat> That's all the NFL games. Need more water. Voice is going to shit. Be back with some Wolves talk. since we last potted. Be the Lakers without LeBron James, so, you know, not a whole lot of 
Anthony Davis got his, Lord knows. He put up 30, I think. But um, without LeBron James, not a huge accomplishment to beat the Lakers, but a good win. Had to do it. Um, got the dub. Beat the Kings comfortably, I believe, at home, but I that could be wrong. Completely don't know. Um, oops, that's not what I wanted. No, it was, uh, Lakers were at home. Kings were on the road. So, beat the Kings by 12 points, um, on the road. Gets a great dub. Good win, solid win. Um, I believe they played all their guys, too. Um, yeah, they had all their guys going. So, um... Really solid win against well, it's a pretty good uh, Kings team. But then last night happened, or two nights ago happened. And we kind of got cooked by the Thunder. And I would, like, this team's obviously lost games this year. Feels like they don't lose a lot. They don't lose a lot. Um, they have only seven losses. But this is the first loss where I'm like, mm, there's something... That was a team that clearly was better than us kind of thing. Um, obviously, we lost to the Philly, to the Philly, to 76ers last week by what was a similar scoreline. Um, but we allowed 129 points to Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder are a really good team, especially offensively. They're a really good team. Shea Alexander is maybe the best point guard in the league at this point that could be exaggeration I don't know but he's like he is a top upper echelon star in the league at this point um especially offensively it's it's very very difficult to guard what he does um and we didn't we didn't guard what he did <laughs> he had 34 34 I believe 34 and 9 um 34, 9, and 6 led them in all categories. Um, he, just, he was better than Anthony Edwards last night, and that's, that's uh, or two nights ago, I keep saying last night. Um, and that's a concern because the whole, you know, a bit of the, a bit of the Wolves sort of blueprint is like lock down defensively and then have the best offensive player. And if Anthony Edwards can be the best offensive player in the game, then we like our chances because of how good we are defensively. We did not lock down defensively. Anthony Edwards was not the best offensive player in the game. And um, that's, like, one of the first times where that's, like, happened and been a real concern. Like, the Embiid stuff, it was, like, the fouls and, like, some bullshit calls, and Embiid gets those, and that'll happen in a regular season NBA game. It just happens. Um, this game, it felt like we, at times, just didn't really have an answer. Um, a lot of perimeter scoring, and I think there's like not a weakness there but we're not as dominant on the perimeter as we had been at the beginning of the year or as we certainly are in the paint um chet was really good by the way chet is who we thought victor Wembanyama was supposed to be like the inside outside just long lanky threat and then sort of elite rim protector already like that is who chet holmgren is right now and um Wembanyama is not that he's low-key been bad i think i mean i don't have the stats in front of me but the the Spurs have not been good. Wimbayama has looked sort of passive on offense, letting Jeremy Sochan do everything, and he's not good either. Um, 
whereas Chet is like finding some really good, interesting sort of spots on this Thunder team where he can influence the game both by like spreading the floor and being a pain presence. It's been exactly kind of what we thought Victor was going to be, but maybe it's a year, you know, I know Chet was injured last year, but he had a year around the NBA has been playing game in America for a while now. Um, but yeah, Chet was good. SGA was obviously very good. Um, if Lou Dort is knocking down shots the way they did, then there's not really a guy you can leave open for OKC and, Ludor knocked down those shots last or two nights ago. Keep saying last night. Um, and then I think Jalen Williams had 22. There's 20 as well. Um, they have two Jalen Williams. It's the one without the Y. Jalen, the regular Jalen Williams. And then Ken Rich Williams had a bunch of too many Williamses on OKC. Um, OKC is a good team, really good offensively, and a kind of a weird matchup for the for the Wolves in that they do a lot on the perimeter. Even their bigs, like Chet, are really big perimeter threats. And not like the big lumbering, like Cat is a good perimeter threat, but he like is slow, relatively speaking. Chet is just like skinny, kind of hard to get around, kind of hard to get a grasp on defensively, and can beat you both in the perimeter and, and down low. So um, for a team with two bigs that are both like big, big, and like thick and move kind of slowly... Not slow again. Not slowly. Rudy like runs around the paint, but like, I think you know what I mean. They're not like quick players. Um, to match up against the Thunder is just a, it's a little bit of a weird matchup for us, and one that I'm a, look, a little bit worried about if we have to play them in the playoffs. Um, all things considered, not like the worst thing of all time, but I do think that a game like this is probably good for the Wolves in that, like, it'll remind us that we have to lock down a little bit. Like, what we were doing defensively first month of the season maybe isn't quite there the way we'd like it to be right now. And hopefully a game like this, low-key a blowout loss, low-key a lot of points put up by the Thunder. Um, and it was, in, it was in OKC, so, like, whatever. We protect target center pretty well. But, like... Maybe this type of game is like oh, a reminder. We got to sort of tighten up on defensively. Tighten up defensively. Can't just sit here and be like, yeah, we're the best defense team in, in the league. You got to actually do it and continually increase that every night. Um, but yeah, not really worried long term. Worried about this specific matchup, maybe long term, but we'll see. Um, we have the Mavs tonight at home, who we beat them a little bit a week or two ago now two weeks ago now um luke has been very very good this year but they don't have a lot besides him um lakers at home we'll see if lebron plays probably will after that on saturday and then last game before next so two more games uh before the next pod at knicks and hosting the pelicans um both should be pretty good games pretty fun games probably wins hopefully hopefully fun wins but we'll see um the Minnesota Twins have made an off-season move. They've made a move in the off-season. It is about time. It is very much about time. Um, but it's not the move that anybody was hoping for. Uh, Josh Stelmont is a hard-throwing ready reliever who used to be with the Royals. We were paying him less than a million. Um, that's it. Not exciting. But, I mean, 
when it's August and John Duran's probably tried to save like six games in a row and he's tired, we'll be like, all right, give Josh Stomont an inning or two. And we'll feel good about it, hopefully. If he's good, it's good to have relievers. It's always good to have relievers. I remember this lot of Twins games last year where I was like, holy shit, we have two relievers. I guess we're trusting Emilio Pagan. And so if Josh Stallmont can be somebody that's more reliable than Emilio Pagan, then Emilio Pagan, by the way, is gone. Um, but Josh Stallmont can be a reliable name. I will love this signing, even though it feels super lame right now. Um, that's it. Uh, post-game time. Um, post-game is played a little basketball with the lads. Um... I have a little bit of beef with the game of 21. Played at uh, Courts Plus in Fargo, North Dakota with Loon Megs and Loon Beast. Um, we played 21. I could I got everything I wanted down low and I lost every game. I, I won one game, but got everything I wanted it down low. Just old man game move. It's your old man game move. Little post hooks, little... Little pin the guy, to pin loon megs to my back with my elbow, get around to make a layup, some sort of crafty slash dirty shit to just like get myself in front of the goal because I can't shoot. So I'm just like deep in my bag with, with old man like Kevin McHale post moves. Um, just like crab dribbling, sticking my ass, like bending halfway over just to, like, get in the paint so then I can hopefully get a turnaround layup. Like, that's just, like, actually putting in, like, a shift of work, like, blue-collar baskets. And then, and getting a lot, getting some success in that in that area. And then it comes time to, like, okay, you made a basket, now you have to go shoot to either break the game or I don't know what it's called. Like, what? The, like, maybe I'm not a real hooper because I don't know what it's called. Like, after you make your basket, like, I don't know, like, you take the next shot to get more points or either, or start the game back up. Um, we were taking threes to get our one points after our buckets and then um, just kept getting set back to zero, which like, and then Loon Megs kept winning because he could just make threes and he would never get set back. So he'd just like go walk out to who, when the game was like in open play and like we we're just defending whatever, he'd just walk out of the three-point shot, three-point line, make a three, and then it's like, oh, okay, now we're just going to make some more threes. We're just going to sit here and have a three-point contest and he never misses and then we lose the game. Whereas, like, I'm on my, like, Tyler Hansbro shit, like, just post-move after post-move, just, like, dirty buckets, like, every two seconds, like, putting in an actual, like, punch card in nine hours of work in the paint, and then I can't make a three, and I get set back, and then I lose. Like, in terms of, like, the number of baskets made, I probably made twice as much as Loon Beast and Loon Banks. In some of the games. Two of the games, I didn't really try very hard. Um, but the two games where I tried hard, I won one of them. And then the second one, I probably put up 30 points, but kept getting set back because I can't make threes. <clears throat> That's my beef with the game. I already have, like, a larger take that the three-point line was the dumbest thing that ever happened to basketball. Um, and, like, there's a whole book about it by somebody else who agrees with me, kind of. Not really. Um, but as a non-shooter, the three-point line is, like, the most annoying thing. Because I just, like, I can't use it, and it only hurts me. And so, um, it just doesn't feel like playing basketball when, like, all you do is shoot. 
like if we were playing who's the best shooter around her, then like congrats Loon makes you beat us. By the way, Loon Beast is uses the three point shot to lesser extent, but it's still way better than me. So, um, whatever. Um, he's more of an actual basketball player. So losing to him, I wasn't that pissed off because he like he's got some moves. Loon makes just dribbles out to the three point line and then never misses, and then it's like okay. I guess I lose. I guess I'm a worse basketball player, but, like, he didn't even play basketball. He just shot. Whereas, like, I'm, like, in my bag in the paint. Whatever. I'm obviously a sore loser, but I think the game of 21 is stupid because the shooting part, like, it's dumb. Like, why do I have to shoot? In a real game, I would never shoot. Why do I have to shoot to play this game? And it's, like, the best shooter who doesn't even, like, play the real game wins. Anyway, I know I'm a sore loser. I admit that, but like, I don't like the game of 21. And so then, like, to combat this, every time I shoot my little, like, chain shot, whatever it's called, I, like, run in to make sure, like, I don't get set back. And I, like, try to get the rebound myself. And then, like, they get mad at me. But, like, what am I supposed to do? The game is set up for me to fail. Like, I have to defend these or I will never win. And so I, like, do that. It's what I do. They start boxing me out. Then there's nothing I can do. I get sit back. I get angry. And then all of a sudden, the whole thing happens. But, like, what am I... I have to play, like, a gremlin in this game. I have to go in and get those rebounds. There was one where Loon Meg's got it, and then I swatted it, like... Like, probably harder than I've ever swatted anybody shot before. Um, I swatted his putback attempt to, like, the seventh row of the stands. If there were stands. But, like, I have to do that. Like, I have no choice. Otherwise, I will lose. And then it's like, oh, he's doing this again. It's so dirty. It's so dumb. Well, yeah, go out of the fucking three-point line and shoot threes all day, you loser. Like, oh, you win. Good job. I have to grind. Sorry. Can't shoot. Anyway. Um, that's my beef with the game of 21. Um, basketball emoji. Peace.